0: Greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neil, and this is Spoiler Movie Reviews for subscribers only, and today's episode, The Flash, starring Ezra Miller, directed by David Muschietti, and buckle your seatbelts, folks. tomatoes flash oh what a fucking sucky ass movie um yeah i am (laughs) i am about two days removed from watching the movie i know i said i would record this right after uh something i did but i didn't do it but i'm doing it now uh of course this is subscribers only spoiler movie review and like well we're doing The Flash! Uh, <laughs> lovely singing voice, obviously. So, oh, where the fuck to start about this movie? Uh, it's really easy to pick on the uh, CGI. Um, that's all everybody's doing, it's like the CGI sucks. Um, but they're missing the point. The movie sucked. And not... Like... It had a heart. Right? There was a good heart to the movie. But it completely fell flat. And it's like... Okay, we have a start. A good start. And then we just jump into all kinds of stupid shit. And some unnecessary shit. And then we have, and then by the end of it, they realized, oh, we got to get back to the point of this fucking story. Uh, so towards the end, they got back around to the heart of the story. Um, I think those are my, I guess, my favorite parts, though, is the very beginning, I guess. And not the very, very beginning, because, okay, uh,. This is all, we're, all for verbatim, uh, off the top of my head from what I remember. Uh, the Flash starts, he's ordering some food, uh, the barista that's normally there isn't there. So it's a new person taking his order, so he's a little flat, uh, like uh, anxious about it. Like, okay, the person that's supposed to be here... Usually gets my order right away because I'm going fast and I need to eat this food and I'm running late for work and blah 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 blah. blah. So he's uh, that's that's classic Barry. That he's always late for work. But um, so Ezra Miller plays it extra nuanced, if that's the word. Um, it's like he, but he did tone it down from. What was it? Justice League? He did tone it down a bit, but he's still that manic, like unbearable version of Barry Allen. So and then he gets a phone call from. Spoiler alert, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Jeremy Irons is Alfred. And he says, "Batman needs your help." And he's uh, there's uh, a robbery going wrong and something like that. And he's like, "Why don't you call uh, Wonder Woman?" Uh, he has there's some excuse for that. Um, Superman, oh, he's battling a volcano, and they show them very quickly. Uh, and you get, I guess, Henry Cavill's Superman from the back and he's shooting lasers at a fucking volcano. Um he goes Aquaman and he goes uh some reason Aquaman's not answering or whatever the fuck. So so it's just uh it's down to Flash. He's the last person they called. <laughs> and uh so which is stupid because of what happens next because it it would have really served the purpose. I mean, it would have really like it would have been a disaster if any other of the Justice League members showed up because the ground at the hospital, for, for some reason, uh, I believe Falcone's nephew stole a germ, uh, a virus, and he wants to sell it to the highest bidder, blah, blah, blah. Ben Affleck's Batman's chasing him in uh, a very weird Batsuit suit. It looks like they didn't put too much thought into it, but they did want it to be the gray and blue batsuit. Because he had the blue cowl, blue cape, gray batsuit. And it just, it, it really did look like he was wearing, wearing hockey bats. pads. Um, <laughs> What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Uh... <laughs> But this Batman wears hockey pads. Um, yeah, it looked like certain parts were good for him to move and shit. But other parts just looked like they were. Just, it just did not. It was a poor Batsuit. It was a poor bat suit. It was a good color, but a poor design. Uh, that's neither here nor there right now. So uh, the hospital, I guess the explosion went off. The ground is collapsing. And Flash has to fix some stuff. And all the way up on... He's on the east wing side. And the east wing starts to collapse. And, like, fall over. And on the east wing is a nursery. And there's a nurse and a couple of babies. Or a few babies, if you will. uh, Trapped in the nursery. They all start sliding out. Go through the window. Well, luckily the windows break before the babies fall out. That's right. Babies fall out of the window. Oh. I should have known then that I would be into I would be in for a weird fucking movie. Who the fuck puts babies in danger? Okay. All right. So the babies are falling. He's going super fast, but his calorie count is burning out. So at a certain point, he's uh he's there. I guess doing the calculations of where everyone is. And um, he starts to slow down. And so everything is slowly starting to pick up pace. So you got a baby about to get hit with acid. A baby that's about to be burned. A baby that's going to be hit with a bunch of fucking scalpels. All kinds of shit. And he goes (laughs) past the baby... Goes for the vending machine. Starts shoving snacks into his mouth so he could build up his calories. He starts picking up speed and everything starts freezing. And they stop moving. So he goes to do the saving of the day. He puts a baby in a fucking microwave. I get it to protect it from the flames that it's about to pass through. But holy fuck. You know, I just don't like trying to put this into fucking words. Why not just grab, if you're going that fucking fast, why not just grab one baby, put it to safety, go back, grab another one, put it to safety? You're moving that fucking fast that everything is frozen. You know, and moving extremely slow. So, wouldn't it have been a better idea to take each baby and safely move it to safety? You know? Instead of doing this elaborate fucking thing. I mean, now that I fucking think about it. He could have easily just saved each fucking baby perfectly safely and fine. Without any of this other fucking flashy shit. Pun not intended. He saves the nurse who's also falling out the fucking window. He saves the babies. Gets them all on a, like a fucking cart and shit. By the end of the scene, the the slightly funny thing is that uh, she's, she realizes what the fuck just happened. She's screaming her lungs out. And he's like, it's okay. I, I, it's a traumatic experience. I get it. There's counselors you could go see. Uh, Justice League will pay for it, not me. <laughs> and then the microwave dings, and he pulls out the fucking baby. Oh my god. Um. Ser- seriously, there's a lot of, a lot of logic is thrown out the fucking window in this movie. All right, so we got the baby scene. And then at some point he go he talks to his dad. Uh, he's home and he's talking to his dad. His dad's gonna have the uh, an arraignment hearing to see if he could go free or some shit because new evidence came up thanks to Bruce Wayne and old uh, uh, camera footage and shit. And so, um, like he, they have camera footage of hit of uh, Barry Allen's dad. Uh, Fuck, what the fuck his name is? Uh, Alan Allen? No. Well, the guy that's not Billy Crudup. Because Billy Crudup was the original uh, Barry's dad in the Justice League movie. uh, But they recasted him. It was fine. I I didn't give a shit. I just don't remember who the actor is. So, they're talking and reminiscing. They're bringing up his mom he starts getting emotional. Uh we get a little nice little flashback. Again, pun not really intended, but it is a flash fucking back. Um of him and his mother uh, when he's a kid. Um and the event that happened. The the basically she's cooking her famous little meal and she forgot the tomato sauce. So she sends the dad to go Henry Allen, thank you. Uh she sends the dad to go get the tomato sauce. He's in the uh the supermarket, Barry's upstairs, she gets stabbed. Keep that in mind. By the time Henry gets home, she's screaming, he gets inside, he's got and he's cradling her. Barry comes down, he finds his dad on top of his mom, the knife in her Blood everywhere. And he goes, call 911. Henry goes, call 911 to Barry. Does this house not have a fucking phone? Because Barry ends up running outside. How far into the past was this fucking move, this particular moment in time that he did not have a fucking house phone but instead he decided to run the fuck outside. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> so he's having this flashback as he's outside his old family home and shit in the flash suit. And uh, the time runs out on the prison phone call. And he goes running. And he goes running so fast. And again Ezra Miller is doing that stupid fucking arm waving shit. As he's running like a Fucking monkey on speed. (sighs) So. (laughs) He ends up going so fast. He puts himself in a time bubble. And he as he's running in the time bubble. He's going back in time. of, uh, Of sorts. And of course that's when the CGI. The really fucked up CGI kicks in. And he goes to earlier in the day. When he sticks his head out of the bubble, he realizes, he's like, holy shit, this is this is the past. I was just, holy fuck. And so he tells Bruce about it. And he says, if I can go to earlier that day, I can go to the past and change things. That my mom doesn't die. That my dad doesn't have to go for the tomato sauce or whatever the fuck. And of course, Bruce... Tells him like listen these are the things that made us who we are so maybe you should not change those things you can't you don't know the ramifications of basically the butterfly effect all that type of shit um and he really points like uh uh Ben Affleck's Batman really like pushes the issue by saying like even if you step on the wrong blade of the wrong blade of grass. It could change something exponentially. Like it's just. Like he really like drives the point home. That if you go back in time. And you fuck something up. It's going to fuck everything up. So whatever. Uh, Iris West comes to his house. They have a little drink date. This was a funny moment because. Because. He does the phasing thing through objects. He goes like he vibrates so fast that he could phase through walls. She so goes, "Can I have a beer?" He goes to his fridge. he has nothing in his fucking fridge. How the fuck is this guy so dependent on calories that he has an empty fucking fridge? How and why? does he only fucking depend? On fucking takeout? Like what? I mean how much fucking money does he have to spend. To waste on fucking takeout? Takeout's fucking expensive. Okay? Chinese food ain't what it fucking used to be. Alright? Everything's gone fucking up. How the fuck... What, he has the expendable funds for only takeout. Be that as it may. The fucking fridge is empty. And he decides to phase... Through to his neighbor's house, he grabs two Stellas, phases back, <laughs> he comes back, gives her the beer, and he opens his and it just explodes <laughs> like fucking crazy. And he's holding it, half, like, with an, uh, a, like, 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 you see it, he says, like, fuck, but like, like, he doesn't say fuck, but he just, like, the look on his face is like, oh, okay, and he's trying not to uh, acknowledge what just happened. But it it, it, was, it was actually really funny because like, oh, he was shaking so fucking fast. Of course, the beer is going to fucking, you know, uh, fizz and shit. So I thought that was funny because I think it just popped. He didn't open it. It popped and it started fizzing and shit. So she put her beer down and shit. Anyway, as they're talking about it, he gets the idea of how he can affect... What happens without interacting with anything or changing anything? But so he decides that if I go back in time, all I could do is I what I can do is I could just grab the can of tomatoes, tomato sauce, whatever the fuck. And put it in because they went shopping earlier in that day. Him and his mother went shopping earlier in that day. She just forgot the tomato sauce. So he says, what if I just put the tomato sauce in there and she wouldn't forget and we'll have it. He wouldn't have to go to the supermarket and she wouldn't die. Mark Bernardin on Fat Man and Beyond brought this up, but shouldn't he be more concerned on trying to stop his mother dying in the first place? Or at least trying to figure out who the fuck killed her? Because I don't know if I had the ability to go back in time, God forbid... Something happens to my mom. I want to know who the fuck did it so I can fuck him up, you know, or prevent that moment from happening. But no, he's more concerned about tomato fucking paste or sauce. Forgive me. Holy fuck. So he goes back in time, everything's frozen. He sees his mother for the first time. That was, uh, you know, there's those nice little sweet moments that. I believe that uh, Ezra Miller actually really does well is the emotional moments. And he's like, oh shit, I haven't seen her in so many fucking years. So he like he absorbs the moment for a minute, but he just puts the tomato sauce without her seeing and shit. And he just beads off. And as he's running back to go back to present time, Dark Flash or Evil Flash, whatever the fuck it is. Some fucked up Flash. uh comes out of the time stream and punches him and he exits it out of the time bubble at a certain point in time. And it's roughly 2000... It's Man of Steel time. 2000... What was it? 13? So he was supposed to be 18 years old at the time. I'm jumping a little ahead, but... He doesn't know what time period he's in. Right? So he's... Punched out of the time stream. He's like, oh shit, there's my house. Uh, Let me just go inside. And he finds his mom. Oh, this is another stupid fucking thing that happened. I guess he doesn't have his clothes. He's only in his Flash costume. He sees an old couple. And he steals bits of their fucking clothing. So he'll have something to wear. He takes the old lady's blouse. The man's trousers and something else and it was it was it was meant to be a funny like uh-huh, uh-huh, gag thing it was stupid he, re- he the first people he sees are two old people and he decides to rob them of their fucking clothes who the fuck is this flash that's not Barry Allen that's not the flash he wouldn't fucking do that he'd fucking run to a fucking clothing store take some fucking clothes, leave some fucking money on the counter and get the fuck out of there. And he'll come back in fully good clothes. But no, he sees an old couple and he decides to take their fucking clothes. So he walks in the house with a fucking woman's blouse on. Old woman's blouse on. And he sees his mother for the first time. It's a beautiful moment. It's very emotional. It's nice. It's well acted. But then, um, so everybody it's a happy family they're like they're surprised to see him they're like oh when did you come home oh you cut your hair oh you did this oh you look a little different you look a little older what's going on turns out he's away at college and you know or school whatever the fuck and he's like oh i'm uh, yeah i'm in school yeah i'm in school at this point in time and he looks out the window and he sees himself coming from across the street looking dancing and hopping around like a fucking moron and he's got a bag of clothes on him. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, no, I really got to go take a shit. <laughs> it was a little funny brief moment that he's like, oh, shit. And he gets up and they're looking at him like, what's the matter? And he goes, oh, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I really got to go take a shit. <laughs> and he runs out and fucking tackles his younger self. They were, And then he takes him to the side of the house. But he covers his face. With his underwear, and the younger version of himself is trying to fight him off and take the underwear off him, so he can see his attacker and shit. And he just and then he takes the underwear off and he sees his face, and he's like, "Holy shit, that's you're you're me? What the fuck?" And he's having he's like a mind blown thing, but at the same time, this Barry Allen is eighteen years old or something like that, and he is a stoner moron lazy, spoiled little brat, you know, and it makes sense because, you know, he didn't have to suffer anything so traumatic that he grows into the Barry that we have, and so, uh, so he's more energetic and happy and happy-go-lucky and stuff, so he thinks it's a mushroom trip or some shit, and Barry's explaining, so, uh, turns out it's around the time that he's supposed to get his powers. And he's like, dude, if you don't get your powers, I don't get my powers. So he's still thinking that it has to be a cohesive time flow. When in actuality, in this timeline, he has a date with Iris West. And blah, blah, bing, blah, blah, boom. So he goes, okay, you're going to have to fucking cancel that fucking date. They go to the police precinct or something or one of the the lab that he was in. They trigger the event that happens. The lightning bolt hits the the. It's it's really like it's really weird. Uh, Barry, young Barry is sitting with the long hair. is sitting in the chair. Barry's in front of him. The chemicals are behind him. And then the lightning bolt hits the chemicals. Hits Barry, goes through him and hits the younger Barry. And somehow that results in old Barry losing his powers and young Barry getting his. Okay. Fine. All right. I I guess that happened in the comic, so let it happen here. All right? You're not following anything from the fucking comic, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, um... And then there's this moment that he he doesn't realize that he lost his powers. So he goes to uh, he goes to uh, they go to try and escape because the security is uh, alarmed and shit and he realizes he can't phase through the walls. And he can't run any fat. And he does this stupid gallop around the fucking room, trying to pick up speed. And he still looks like a flailing, fucking inflatable tube man. Uh, with his arms waving around as he's galloping around the fucking in a circle. And I'm like, why is he running like that? Who runs like that? I don't. I've seen runners. I watched the Olympics. I've seen Usain Bolt run. He don't run like that. He's our modern day Flash. I don't see him flailing his fucking arms like a fucking lunatic. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so then he he realizes he has no powers and it's up to Young Barry to get them home or whatever the fuck. And then he realizes he has the powers. He learns how to phase really quick. And he just... Well, first he goes running around the fucking city like a maniac. His clothes start burning off. He loses all fucking control. He's butt-ass naked in front of the fucking... The the center of fucking the city. The police and the firemen are coming. Uh, The... There's a blackout, he fucks shit up, and he runs back home, butt naked, and then he learns to phase real quick, and goes through the floor, scares his neighbors, because he's still fucking naked, runs back upstairs, and Barry's like, can you just stop fucking moving for just a minute, so I can fucking talk to you, and he goes, wow, I'm hungry, and shit, so he's very oblivious, but fucking, you know, excited. And there's a point where they're talking about Back to the Future, like, oh, so this is like Back to the Future with, uh, with, uh, who is the original guy? Corey something? Well, remember in Back to the Future, there was the original actor that was supposed to play Marty McFly, and then uh, Michael J. Fox replaced him? Well, apparently in this universe or this timeline, Michael J. Fox does not replace him. And the movie continues. uh, Back to the Future continues the way it was supposed to go. With that actor. And I think Michael J. Fox does another movie in this universe. And it's different. And so he finds out that he's like. I'm not back in time. I'm in an alternate fucking timeline. No shit, Sherlock. But anyway. So he decides. And then roughly around... The time that they're uh, walking around trying to figure shit out, Zod comes and sends his little message through the TVs and shit. And he's like, Zod, holy fuck, Zod is here. And then we have another flashback where he was actually in Metropolis and of all things, hockey pads. (laughs) And a helmet or some shit, and he tells the story of how he couldn't save his father and son. Uh, he just was able to save the son, and he, you know, and he felt like a loser because he didn't know what the fuck to do. He didn't know how, he didn't know how to use his powers and all that shit. So he was scared of Zod, and he's like, "But well, luckily Superman came." And he's like, "Well, who's uh, other berries like who's Superman?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what the fuck is a Superman. So he goes, so he's like, Superman's not here. Well, he's here, but he's like, he's hiding. Oh, okay. And so uh, he decides to go online and see if he could find the other Justice League uh, uh, where they're at. And for some fucking reason, uh, he goes through, he tries to find Cyborg. Of course, they don't have Cyborg in this movie. But he's there, but he's not a cyborg. He's a football player. He's going, you know, pro or whatever the fuck. He's like, okay, Vic is not cyborg. All right, let me see if I can find Wonder Woman. No record of any Wonder Woman online. He goes, okay, let me find Aquaman. When he gets to Aquaman, this guy knows the entire fucking backstory of Aquaman. Like at least, It's like he saw the movie of Aquaman. He knew everything. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know this Aquaman to be so sharing in his life story. You know what I mean? He ends up calling uh, Thomas Curry, uh, Aquaman's dad, played by Tamora Morrison from uh, the Aquaman movie. And he's like, is this, Tom, is this Thomas Curry? And he's like, yes, you live in a lighthouse. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, is Arthur Curry there? He goes, you want to talk to my dog? And he's like, what? And he's like, aren't you? Didn't you marry an Atlantean queen and something like that? And he turns around and he looks at his wife, and she's a, she's an overweight lady, and she's like either sleeping or, I don't remember what she's doing, but she's on the couch and shit. And he's like, no. <laughs> it was a funny little, funny little gag, but he's like, I didn't marry Nicole Kidman, so. whatever. Um, So he realizes most and all of the Justice League does not exist in this universe. And then he realizes, holy shit, I'm in an alternate universe. Fuck. Okay. There's one person that can help me find Superman and that's Batman. And that's when the movie gets fucking good and interesting. And that's when we get Keaton, old man Keaton. Um, He's still spry for an old man. He beats the shit out of old Barry because he's slow and he doesn't beat up young Barry because he's fast <laughs> but he clearly shows that he could still kick ass um so yeah he goes to the mansion he's, we see the old uh, armory and it's it's the 1989 bat mansion uh Wayne Manor and we see the same kitchen, we see the same hallways, we see that we see that long ass fucking table that him and Vicky Vale had that dinner at. And then we see the kitchen which looks exactly like the old kitchen, but it's clearly expanded because it's it was very different in the original 89 movie. So either way, um flash I mean, uh, Bruce beats him up a little bit. But then they like, hold on, we're not here to fight. We know you're Batman, blah, blah, blah. Or Bruce Wayne or whatever the case may be. And you're like, oh, you hungry? And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, uh, making pasta. And they explain to him what's going on. And he goes to start explaining the multiverse using spaghetti. I'm not going to waste your fucking time in trying to explain what the fuck they say. But basically everything's fu- It's like The universe or the multiverse Is a jumbled mess of spaghetti You fuck up one th- You change one thing You're actually changing multiple fucking things You know So him doing the tomato shit Inadvertently Fucked up a whole Other section of cross sections Of universes and shit And created this one Where it's nineteen eighty nine batman universe mixed with man of steel universe and shit you know so excuse me as we all know about my sinuses um so he tell like they say are you gonna help us and he goes we really need we 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 need superman and we need you to help us find him and he goes pass any Takes his spaghetti and he leaves. Uh, So he's like, fuck it. If he won't help us, we'll go to the Batcave and do it ourselves. And so uh, old Barry takes young Barry into the Batcave. Young Barry's looking around and shit like, oh, my God, you know, speeding around. And he finds the original Batmobile, which they don't do anything with. It's just there to be there and have that little nostalgia moment. And they have the Batman '89 theme playing all over the fucking place. Um, so he goes on the back computer. He starts researching shit, and he still can't really find anything. And then he notices a camera on the uh, on the monitor or whatever the fuck. And he's like, "I know you're watching me. Uh, you can help us. If there's one thing Batman's always taught me, or my Batman's always taught me, is hope or whatever the fucking shit." He gives him a. a or faith. Or fate. Destiny. He said maybe this is destiny. That, Or faith or whatever the fuck. So he convinces him to help him. And he goes to open up uh, Bruce Wayne. Keaton uh, opens up his little. What's weird is that in this, uh, alt, alt, this version. His bat suits are upstairs. <laughs> and not in the bat cave. So he pushes he puts his hand on a panel. It scans his eye and it opens up a bookshelf wall. And then the lights flicker on on each bat suit until it gets to the center one and it's the one that he's going to wear. And all those suits look so fucking awesome. I'm not I'm not too keen on the one that had the guns on it, but I guess it's a callback to a certain Batman. So um, whatever, but again, it's just it's just a nostalgia slash geek out moment for fans because they do nothing with it. He puts on one bat suit, and that's the only bat suit he has on. What's funny enough is that you would think with the current technology or current suit designs that they've done with. Batman, they'll give him a cowl where he could turn his head. I don't know if it was Keaton's decision or uh, his preference to be like, eh, I'll have the whole the old cowl. It's no problem. I'll just turn around the, the way that I turned around in the old movies. But yeah, he doesn't. He can't turn his head again. You know, at least not too good. Excuse me. And, uh, so, uh, he's like, uh, he comes out of the shed and he goes, okay, so we find this Superman and then you save the world. That's it. And they're like, yeah, like, all right. And young Barry is like, oh my God, you're, it's true. You're, you're, and he goes, yeah, I'm Batman. You know? And he, it was really cool. Um, again, Keaton is the bright point of this movie. And then at the other bright point comes in. They go to Russia. They find out that uh, the, uh, the ship, the spaceship from Krypton landed in Russia. And the Russians took it. And they've been experimenting on something, on their black ops shit. And so Batman, of course, finds the site. They, they infiltrate. And instead of finding uh, emaciated uh, Superman, they find Supergirl. Sasha Calle, as they're saying online. Uh, or I I thought it was Kale or or Cali, but it's Calle. Um uh, Spanish people are fucking weird, but <laughs> with their fucking names, but whatever. Um <laughs> she is Hispanic, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> uh Sasha Calle. Uh she is uh another bright spot in this entire fucking movie. Her supergirl was really fucking cool. As soon as they got her in the sun, her skin and her the flesh were like before her bones were showing. She was very emaciated, you know, she was kept in this dark metal ball and shit. And so the at first Michael Keane's like, Okay, this is not your guy, so let's get the fuck out of here. And Barry's like, Wait, we gotta help her. He's like, all right, whatever. You carry her then. So he carries her and uh, he carries her out. And uh, there's this really weird moment that they're going down the hallway. And this scientist doctor guy comes out of nowhere and spots them. And he just stands there. And Michael Keyes Batman does like a flinch type thing. And the guy doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. And he flinches at him again, and <laughs> the guy just like drops his cup and he goes to reach for his gun, uh, to reach for his gun, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, and so um, uh, they they wound up escaping, thanks to uh, Supergirl. She gets into the sun, her skin fills out, her the meat and her bones, you know, expand, and she just starts wrecking fools. Like straight out of Man of Steel. Just killing people without care and shit. So. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's really complaining about that. I'm not complaining about it. Because I get it. She was fucking. They they locked her the fuck up. for Just for, because she was what she was. And they treated her like shit. They didn't feed her. All that stuff. So of course she's going to be like. Fuck you guys. I am not holding back. Wrecking fools. And then she collapses after exerting herself too much, and then they get the fuck out of Dodge. They go back to the fucking uh, Bat, uh, the Wayne Manor, um, and Zod is still taking his fucking time. <laughs> He's like, "They'll find Kal-el. <laughs> They'll find this uh, other uh, Kryptonian. We'll give him time." When in Man of Steel, he didn't give him that much time at all. But it seemed like he gave him days to figure shit out. But okay, (laughs) because it was like three or four days before Zod finally stepped foot on Earth, and did all wreck some fools and shit. So, um, oh, and they had her suit was there. The the her super suit was there, and luckily Barry grabbed it, and so she was able to change into it. And then uh she absorbed some sun rays, you know, built up her strength and shit. She could fly and all that. And she said, she tells the story that uh oh I was sent to protect my little cousin, Kalel. Um and so uh I was blasted off course and I landed where I landed. And she's like and uh, he's like, So you're gonna help us fight Zod? And he's like, Zod is of Krypton, so I'm Kryptonian, so fuck you guys. (laughs) Basically, she says, fuck you humans, because my only experience with you humans has been put in a fucking cell and treated and prodded and tested on and all kinds of shit. So she's like, fuck you guys, I'm going with my homies (laughs) from Krypton. Uh, When she goes over there, she sees that Zod is like, he just... It starts Wrecking fools, and she's like that's not the way of Kryptonians you know and they spot each other and I think there was a moment that was cut out clearly cut the fuck out because I think they do have an interaction at some point but then they just they it, it's weird because she's looking at she's watching from like her ultra vision and it's the scene where Zod well I don't think yeah Zod was supposed to pick up Kal-El at this scene. Remember when they're at the desert with the military on one side? And they say, oh, we want to take Kal-El. Oh, and Lois Lane and shit. But instead, Zod comes down to Earth. To that scene. And he just starts fucking killing people and shit. And she's like, whoa, hold the fucking phone. That's not the Kryptonian way, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Zod turns around. She doesn't say anything, but I'm just like her reaction. And he turns around and he looks and I think he sees her and she sees him. And then it's like a weird moment that it does, something seems cut out. It didn't fit right. So Barry's like, if we stand a chance, if we're going to stand a chance, old Barry, if we're going to stand a chance, I need my powers back. So they want to recreate what happened, which is straight out of the fucking comics uh, Batman gets the chemicals and sets them up in an electric chair and he gets struck by lightning. Excuse me. Uh, Excuse me one moment. Excuse me. That was fucking bothering me. Um, so he gets electrocuted. Nothing happened. So he's like, do it again. You know, And he's all fucking burnt up and shit. And he's like, oh, we don't have any more juice. So uh Supergirl shows up. And before she takes him, she's like, why did you help me? And he goes, because you needed help. And she's like, all right. And she takes him out of the chair, flies up into the storm up uh, in the sky. He gets electrocuted again. She brings him back and he's fucking dead or something. Young Barry touches him and a little electricity spark between them, and he's magically delicious. He, he comes back. Uh, he gets his powers back and he's the Flash again. So Young Barry makes his suit out of the bat suit. And Flash gets his flash suit back. Now we're getting to the point where it's the big climactic battle. And it's a really cool moment that Sasha or Supergirl has with Zod. And she's like, um, he goes, we intercepted one of the spacecrafts. What uh, Something from Krypton was hidden here on Earth. And we intercepted one of the spacecrafts that was on tra- trajectory with Earth. And she's like, you found kal and he's like, yeah. And he didn't have what we needed. And she's like, what did you do? And he doesn't answer. And she's like, what did you do? And he's like, he's like, the infant didn't survive. I was like, holy shit. He was trying to get the codex out of fucking baby man of steel. I mean, baby Superman. And he fucking killed him. <laughs> and so she goes fucking ape shit. She starts wrecking him. But unfortunately, he gets the upper hand, stabs her during the climactic battle, uh, stabs her and stabs her with the fucking device and extracts the codex from her, from her, and um, she's dead. Batman dies, uh, and all kinds of shit fucks up. Like spoilers, like I said. And so Barry's like, and Young Barry's like, we can fix this. This this shouldn't happen. And he's like, you're right. Let's let's try this again. And they go back in time. Well, they go back in time. And uh, Batman, uh, he was supposed to take out a ship, but it had shields. And he ends up crashing into it. And then that, that destroys it. So Barry warns him, like, oh, the Bruce uh, disengaged. It has shields. It's not going to work. And he's like, all right, copy that. And so he ends up dying in a fight with the big, like, Titan Kryptonian from Man of Steel, but he goes out in such a fucking way, like, he does, like, a really cool, like, very Batman moment, he grapple hooks him, because he's, like, fucking 10 feet fucking tall, slaps a palm on his chest, zips around to his back, explodes off his chest, Puts another bomb on his back. Zips around. And that explodes. Like he kept trying to... He kept throwing fucking bombs on his ass. And until unfortunately the the Kryptonian grabbed him and threw him around and shit. And then not before Batman put a bomb on the back of his head and exploded and knocked him the fuck out. And so Batman is injured really bad. He's bleeding out and shit. And Barry's like, oh my god, are this not supposed to happen. I gotta... I can save you, and he goes. He goes. I can save you. I can. I can fix this. And he goes. Not this time. Maybe next time. Which is a nice little callback to what uh Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne said to Barry. He's like, Hey, you want to hang out? He goes. Not this time. Maybe next time. And that was like a really cool, subtle goodbye, buddy, from Ben Affleck. The way he said it. Um. So. Bruce dies. Supergirl dies again. And young Barry is... And he's seeing this. And every time... So they go back again. And then... Uh, old Barry... sees... that no matter how many times... they try to go back... They, that's what happens. Batman dies. Supergirl dies. Everything's fucked. Um... And so, uh, young Barry's not seeing it. He keeps trying. He gets fucked up. He gets some shrap metal in his fucking arm and shit. And his and every time he comes back, he's got more shrap metal and scars and shit. And then you start to realize, like, holy fuck, wait a minute. He's starting to look a little fucking familiar. <laughs> and Barry is... Old Barry is staying in the time bubble while Barry, young Barry is constantly going back trying to fix shit. And then... Dark Flash shows up. Evil Flash shows up. And it turns out. That's young Barry. Who's now old Barry. Older Barry. Who's been trying so many fucking times. To fix what the fuck happens. Because to go back. uh, There's a moment where. uh, Bruce and old Barry are having a moment. And he's like so. You went back in time. To save your mom. And you did it. Why are you trying to save this universe? And he goes, This is the because this universe is where my mom lives. And he goes, Does the kid know? And he's like, No, he doesn't know. But as movie tropes go, young Barry is down below and he's hearing this conversation. He's like, Holy shit, my mom dies? And so he has it in his head that I don't want my mom to die. I don't want anyone to die. So I have to keep trying to fix this. And so he becomes the bad guy. Which, if you really think about it, there is no fucking villain in this movie. Barry's the bad guy. (laughs) Barry Allen is the bad guy of this fucking movie. Story of Ezra's life. Um, We're going to take a quick break, intermission, because I'm kind of going over time. But I'll be right back. So, as I was saying... um, there is no villain of this movie. Barry Allen is the mo- villain of the movie, Story of Ezra's Life. But um, so young Barry realizes, like, holy shit, this is fucked up. And he goes, uh, this is a fixed point in time. And the only way, the only person that could, the dark flash is like, the only person that can stop me is you. So he goes to kill Barry, old Barry, original Barry. And young Barry gets in the way. He gets stabbed in the back, which causes Dark Flash to cease from exist. He starts fading away, pixelating and shit. And, oh, how can I fucking forget? (laughs) Glossing over, because I'm focusing on the actual story, but I'm glossing over. It's cameo time. Oh, Oh, fuck. All right. So as time around them is breaking down all these other multiverses or other timelines, which are their own. Try and make this make fucking sense. Every timeline is in its own sphere. You know what I mean? That's like a, a, a planet within itself. And so they're converging on each other. They're splitting through the times, the time stream. And they're colliding with each other. They're having incursions and shit. So we get glimpses into these universes. One universe is the George Reeves Superman universe. And in the middle of that universe, uh, the Flash is Jay Garrick, but we don't know who that Jay Garrick is. Rumors say that it's a de-aged John Wesley ship. Others say it's just a CGI... Uh, John. Uh, a CGI. Uh, Flash. Uh, Golden Age Flash. A lot of people said it looks like the guy that played Flash in the CW show. Uh, Jay Garrick in the CW show. Uh, the the, the guy who ended up becoming Zoom. Uh, or revealed to be Zoom. Or, I mean, I kind of agreed on that, but because uh, it did look like him. But at the same, he says like, no, that's not me. I I didn't I didn't film that. So part of me is leaning towards just a CGI characterization of John Wesley Shipp, not John Wesley Ship, of uh, Jay Garrick Flash to fit the George Reeves universe, which doesn't make much fucking sense. Because if there's no Jay Garrick that existed in those fucking, during George Reeves' time as Superman, why the fuck would you include him? But okay, 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 okay. Okay, Then, we get a glimpse at another Superman. He's soaring through the sky. He sees this rift in the fucking space-time fabric, and he comes to settle down on the top of this roof. The sun is shining in the back. You don't see his face until he finally steps out of the shadows. And it's Christopher Reeves in the worst fucking deep-fake CGI'd ai would looking fucking... Like, he looked like it was a paper cutout of... Of... Of Christopher Reeve's face... Wrapped around this weird CGI body... And just, like, it did not work. I mean... If you were going to bring back both Superman who are dead, unfortunately... One took his life, one passed away of, of things. Um. Okay, you got the permission of the estates, okay. Shouldn't you have taken the fucking time to properly render these people, or especially Christopher Reeves, The most beloved fucking Superman of all fucking time. And the standard that we hold to every Superman that comes after. And you treat it like fucking shit. Who the fuck do you think you fucking are? It looked like fucking shit. And then he has, David Muschietti has the fucking audacity to fucking say like, oh, the CGI looks like that on purpose. Because that's just how things look. In the time stream. That's how things appear to Barry in the time stream. So it does look a little wonky. No. That's bullshit. You didn't fucking take the fucking time to get the fucking CGI fucking right. That's why it looks so fucked up. You had a fucking... You had, this movie was pushed back so many fucking times. You could have fixed that fucking shit. And you didn't, you stupid fuck. I'm sorry. But it's clear that it looks like so such lazy fucking work on Christopher Reeves' fucking face on a fucking CGI body And a weird like he looked he didn't look right. It literally looked like a paper cutout of George of Christopher Reeves' face taped to something like super glued or glued and you can see the you know you know when you glue paper? But you put a little too much glue, so the paper doesn't come out right. It looked like that, and then you include uh, what's her face, Supergirl, original Supergirl. I'm sorry, I don't know the actress, or don't remember the actress, uh, Jennifer or Heather or something. Uh, she comes in, she comes flying in next to him, and she looks all right, but not. She looks almost just as bad, or just as CG. And, excuse me. And then, uh, okay, here's the kicker. So, Christopher Reeve's universe is colliding with another universe. And this universe, as we zoom in, it's a Superman with long hair. And he's fighting a giant spider. I mean he's really slugging it out with the spider and then he shoots his eye beams his heat vision into it and kills it and then he sees the rift and he turns around and he looks into the rift and it's Nicholas fucking Cage Superman from Superman Lives the movie that never fucking happened. Oh god. All right. I'm cool with that. I like Nick Cage. I don't have a problem with Nick Cage. It's cool. We finally got to see what he would look like as Superman. All right, sure. Uh, we get a quick glimpse of um, uh, we get a quick glimpse of um, Adam West Batman, and that's the only Batman we get from anything in this multiversal multiversal collision incursion of. Uh, reality and he's like don't you see what's happening we're going to destroy the uni- the multiverse the multiverse is collapsing within itself we have to fix this so huh god so Bear, uh, older Barry Dark Flash Barry goes to kill original Barry young Barry gets him Get stabbed dark flash disappears uh, young Barry dies and flash is like okay I gotta fix this so he starts running backwards and all the multiverses start uncolliding from each other and they go back to where they belong and if you're gonna have all these cameos where the fuck is Grant Gustin's flash where is the green arrow where is every other fucking Batman that we've had? Where is... I, I get it. You could probably couldn't get Christian Bale, but you fucking CGI'd the shit out of dead fucking people. CGI some fucking live people. How about that? Okay? Then you got... I mean, this... Uh, the, you could have cameo... You could have fucking thrown in so many fucking shit. So many fucking things. I, I mean, you had... It was right... Fucking there, but you decided to have these really weird, poorly or poorly, and then they just released or just announced, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They said that they shot Nicolas Cage in the suit and doing, you know, the acting. Now, if you watch the movie, as I hope you did, if you're listening to this episode. Nick Cage looked like they said there was no CGI. Nick Cage looked like 1994, 95 or 96 because I think uh, Superman Lives was like supposed to come out in 95, 96, 97. So when I guess when because I saw uh, the documentary by John Schnepp, The Death of Superman Lives, what happened. And so a lot of the pre-production stuff that they had that was uh, archived or that they have video of with him testing out the suits, I think that's circa 1995, if I'm not mistaken, or 1994, and he looked like Nick Cage, 1994. He did not look like Nick Cage now. Nick Cage now looks like Nick Cage now. (laughs) Okay? You deepfake the fuck out of Nick Cage to de-age him. Don't fucking bullshit us. You de-aged Nick Cage. If you shot him, you shot him. I mean and I mean if you filmed him, you filmed him. That's great. Don't lie and say you didn't use no fucking CGI. You de-aged the fuck out of him. Okay, and you put a fucking wig on him to give him the long hair that he was supposed to have, but okay. Alright. Alright. So, he starts running, all the multiverses start reverting back into themselves, and the timeline starts healing, and he goes back. And so, he decides, we're back to the fucking can of tomatoes. He decides, instead of going as the Flash, he'll go as himself. And so, uh, what he'll do is, he watched Old Barry... Put the can of tomatoes in the thing and disappear. So he decided to wear some fucking mismatched clothes that he picked up from the supermarket that was lying around that still had price tags on it and everything. And he has a conversation with his mother. Though she, she has a look on her face and the way she acted it out or the way she... The actress portrayed it. She looked like she recognized him. However, uh, because there's a point where he takes off his glasses, like he has uh, shades on to hide his face and shit, and when he does that to wipe away the tears, because he starts fucking crying, uh, when he's bringing about when he's talking about his mother, he's playing a stranger talking about his mother. When he's actually talking about her, it's a whole. You you get the idea. And so she looks at him and she's like, you look like you can see it in her face. Like her mind says to herself, like you look like my son, like holy shit. So I guess she starts being extra nicer to him because he is technically a random fucking stranger. And so she gives him a hug and he starts crying. It's a beautiful fucking moment. It's what those are that it's one of the moments that makes this movie okay or good at at some points. And so, um, it's an emotional moment. It's a really good, well-acted moment. And so, of course, he kicks into super speed. She freezes. Uh, uh, she goes, takes the can, puts it in his pocket, goes back to her, and he says, I love you, Mom. I love you more. I love you first you know cuz it's a little thing they have she he goes she goes I love you and he goes I love you more and she goes I love you first and so he says that to her and it's it's a really beautiful moment i like the way he did it they did a good job with that uh so um yeah i was about to get a little emotional myself <laughs> uh, cuz it is uh, it, it, i love my mama so um uh He takes the cans, he walks away, and so he's there, like, chilling in the fucking supermarket for a minute. And then he looks up and he sees the camera. Uh, I don't know if it's focused on him or whatever, but I guess he gets an idea. He goes back to his regular timeline. He goes to, everything seems normal as how he left it. And we find out at the arraignment uh, that in this camera, or at least in this timeline, uh, Henry Allen looks up and the camera sees his face. Why? Because Barry decided to move the cans of tomatoes to a higher shelf so that it made him look up, get the can of tomatoes, and he had an alibi For not being there and not being the murderer of his wife. Case closed. Henry Allen goes free. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Flash goes outside of the courthouse. Uh, The press mobs him. He says something stupid. They don't get it. (laughs) Iris whisks him away. And she says, okay, I would. Uh, hope we go on another date again or whatever the fuck. And he's, he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And then uh, Bruce calls him. And you don't really hear Bruce clearly over the phone. But he goes, congratulations. And he's like, dude, thank you so much for the, the video. Uh, everything's great. I Everything's this and he's like oh don't worry about it i'm i'm pulling up right now uh, you know so he comes to pull and the big fancy car comes to pull up and then the door opens a very fancy shoe comes out of the car he walks up to, uh he walks up to Barry and he goes Bruce and it's fucking George fucking Clooney and he says, way to go, Barry. I'm proud of you. And he's like, you're not Batman. And he, and in George Clooney fashion, he's shaking his head. And he looks around. And he goes, what are you talking about, Barry? Are you okay? You know, like, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And that's the end of the fucking movie. Why? Okay, I get it. You couldn't get Christian Bale. Again, you couldn't get Christian Bale. Christian Bale said, no, I'm not doing it again. I don't care if it's a multiverse type thing. I'm just not doing it. You're done with uh, Ben Affleck. Okay, that's fine. You don't want to mix universes, so you don't get Robert Pattinson. But some people say that there was a version that Robert Pattinson is the one that comes up to Barry Allen. Um, And then there's another version... Which they should have stuck with. And that is uh, Michael Keaton. Batman comes out of the car to congratulate Barry. And then Supergirl comes, flies in. And uh, I think Henry Cavill was supposed to show up. But I think they cut that out because they uh, the Henry Cavill thing wasn't going to happen anymore. So I guess they couldn't go with that. And they were also making the whole sea change, and um, Michael Keaton's Batman was not going to be relevant anymore uh, because they were they got they canceled the Batgirl movie and all that shit. So it's a whole shit show. It's a whole shit show. Hopefully, James Gunn can correct the ship with Superman Legacy and get things get the ball rolling in the right direction. Uh, He does say, James Gunn did say that uh, Blue Beetle is the first D.C.U. movie. It's not a D.C.E.U. Uh, The Flash was a D.C.E.U. movie. uh, And it's the end of the D.C.E.U. uh, universe. And so Blue Beetle is the kickoff, or at least is the first movie of the D.C.U., but Superman Legacy is what kicks off the DC Universe. I don't know how the fuck that fucking works. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But I think that James Gun- that's what James Gunn said. That Blue Beetle was within the DCU. But that Superman Legacy is the kickoff of the DCU. Or something like that. Uh... Whatever. <sighs> that was quite something to get through. The Flash movie... I think in the last episode... Uh... Of the last podcast... I said I give... I didn't... I, I said I was going to rate... Or at least give, uh... The Flash a score. But I don't think I said anything. I think I went off on a fucking tangent. My ADHD said... Hey, go this way. Uh... I completely forgot, which is doing it right now. Um, But it was a shit show, despite Michael Keaton Batman, despite Supergirl, despite the, the heartfelt moments. The entirety of the movie was so... I don't see why they could not just translate to the best of their abilities the comic book. The comic book is fucking fine. It works perfectly. You could have made so many fucking changes to that mo- to that book to that story, and still you know have the essence of that book. But no, you decided to oh let's throw in Zod. Oh let's throw in this. Let's throw in that. Let's throw in this. Let's throw in that. Oh let's throw in Nick Cage Superman. Oh let's bring in Christopher Reeves. None of that. Needed to be in this movie. If you wanted to have cameos. You could have put cameos. But you could have done it so many. fuck. Oh. 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 How the fuck. Can I fucking forget. You have. We go back to the beginning. Flash saves the babies. And then we get more of Batman chasing down. The bad guys and his bat thing. And his bat motorcycle shit. The Batpod, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, he eventually catches the bad guys. But then the bad guy falls off the bridge. Batman goes after them. They're falling. He can't reach his grappling gun. And he's caught by the lasso of truth. They're both caught with the lasso of truth. Oh, no. He grabs his grappling gun. But he can't hold on to the guy. Like, he grabs the guy by the hand, but he's slipping out. And uh, in, the, in the bad guy's hand is the virus. And uh, um, uh, uh, Alfred's like, if that hits the water, we're fucked. We're doomed. It's the apocalypse. And so he's, the guy is slipping out of his grasp. But, but luckily, Wonder Woman comes to save the day and lassoes the truth. Onto their hands. And brings them both up with ease. And saves the day. The virus is captured. And we have a quick moment. A quick gag with the lasso of truth. Where Batman starts telling truths. And 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 Flash says. Oh he starts trying to help him get the lasso of truth off. But he starts telling the truth. Like oh I know what sex is. But I've never experienced it. I, 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 it was so fucking stupid. It was so fucking stupid. And it's Gal Godot, Wonder Woman, mind you. Uh, I don't think it's the CGI that they put in Shazam, but <sighs> it's like, hi guys, bye guys. Literally in that span of time. Hi Batman. Hi Flash. Bye Batman. Bye Flash. You had Wonder. You had Ga- You had Gal Godot. You Now for those of you who do not know or do know, either way, in Flashpoint, the story is the Atlanteans and the Amazons are at war. And the Atlanteans are threatening to flood the planet if they uh, do not uh, do something or some shit or they're trying to kill off... Wonder Woman and Aquaman are trying to kill each other. For various reasons, but uh so I don't see okay, you couldn't get Aquaman, you couldn't get uh Jason Momoa. Why not have a little fun? Get another Aquaman. He's like, hey, you're not You changed Batman. Why not change Aquaman for just one fucking movie? Just one fucking movie. You could have changed Aquaman. And it would have still made fucking sense because, according to some folks, the after-credit scene has Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Um, you could have. This movie. I don't like. Such a fucking waste. Okay, a fucking waste. And it it fucking flopped. The movie fucking flopped in theaters. Made like 55, 65 million fucking dollars in its opening weekend. Or opening day. On a 200 some odd million dollar budget. You pushed this movie back so many fucking times. Did so many fucking reshoots. You could have even changed Ezra Miller at the end of the fucking movie. Nobody would have gave a shit. But they didn't. And then he wants to say, oh, nobody else can play Barry Allen but Ezra Miller. No. Anyone. My, my shit could play Barry Allen better than fucking Ezra Miller. And I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Flash! Oh! A fucking piece of shit of a movie? Um, I'm not gonna... <laughs> Uh, okay. Um All right, despite the emotional moments, despite Michael Keaton, despite Sasha Kaye, and despite um yeah, despite that and despite Nick Cage Superman. This movie was bad. They 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 shit the bed. They Amber Heard the fucking movie. So, that being said, out of five, out of a score of five, this movie, I give two and a half stars. Because, just because of not only Michael Keaton and Supergirl and the emotional moments, which really, like, kept the movie going for me, it was just like, they just fucking the Amber Heard all over the fucking place, so, um, yeah, that's, that's my spoiler review, two and a half fucking stars for a movie that had so much fucking potential, and yet they fucking shit the bit, so, uh, that's a subscribers only spoiler movie review of The Flash, oh, no, (laughs) let me not do it again, uh, but uh, yeah, tell me your thoughts. What did you think? If you've seen the movie and you listen to this podcast, let me know what the fuck you think. Uh, am I wrong? Am I right? Am I in between? What store do? You, what score do you give it? Uh, let me know in any way that you want to let me know, either in the comments or maybe somewhere in, on this podcast area or in uh, Twitter or whatever place you find me. Because remember, this is uh, also... No, the, the the Subscribers Only is only within, I believe, Spotify. You cannot get the Subscribers stuff on Apple or Amazon, which where the podcast is also available on. But uh, at least you get the Subscribers stuff here on Spotify. So, that's Episode 77. Subscribers Only Spoiler Movie Review of The Flash. Um... I was your host, Neo, and um, that's the show. So until next time, folks, peace out.